Hello and welcome to the SBK Football Podcast. This week, we are moving away from the FA Cup. That's gone. The league is back. The Premier League is back in full force. We've had a lovely little midweek. And now the weekend, three o'clock, we're all back. Over the next half an hour, we're going to give everything you need ahead of the weekend's football. My name is Alex Brinton. I'm joined today in the studio by Freddie Walker. Izzy is joining us virtually today because she's very busy. She's got a couple of press conferences and an interview with... Izzy, why don't you tell us who you're interviewing? Well, I'm supposed to be interviewing Chia Daisy on Ogbene at Luton, um, but which I've got to head to in a minute, to be honest. But um, he's he obviously scored against Brighton. Uh, he's a great talker, um, you know, risen through ranks of Irish football and things like that. So really looking forward to, to having a chat with him, to be honest. Great stuff. And um, Freddie, how was your... Little break for Arsenal at the weekend, yeah, but um, yeah. you uh, you're back in action midweek. How was that? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was good to be back. I mean, <laughs> it got a little bit nervier uh, towards the end against Nottingham Forest, much nervier than than it needed to be. But yeah, it was nice to have a weekend of stress free football, <laughs> just enjoying the FA Cup. <laughs> nice being neutral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last week, uh, correct selections, I, I got one. Kyle Bartley's basic assault on some one of the Wolves players, can't remember who, managed to get in books. Um, Freddie, what did you get, mate? Yeah, so I also also got my one with cards. It was the, the Forest-Bristol City game. They continued their, their card form in the <laughs> FA Cup and uh, that came in within 40 minutes of both teams getting two yellow cards early doors. <laughs> and Izzy, for you, it was... Uh... It was a blank this oh, week. It was a bad week. I'm hoping it's just a blip, all right? I'll soon be back on a glittering run to the title. Yeah, you're still, you, you're still top of the table so far, so do just not about. worry. We're, we're obviously previewing the massive, biggest game of the weekend, which is um, Arsenal-Liverpool. And with SBK this weekend, there's a 25% winnings boost for this game. So when you're thinking about your bet builders, when you listen to this, just keep, out, keep that bet boost in mind. Izzy, before we get into the game... I think it's fair to say the football world was sort of rocked by the news that Klopp is stepping down at the end of the season. When you look at this market for the next Liverpool manager, this sort of live at the moment, who do you think it will be, and um, sort of where, where if you were if you were to place a bet on it, where would you go? Yeah, I think you worded that question brilliantly in the sense that just as a journalist on that day when the news was announced, it was like. Um, you know, it rocked the world, the world of football, but also as a journalist, everything changed. You know, I was going to a Brighton press conference and I was then asking Roberta Deserbi if he would be the next Liverpool manager. But when I look at the market itself, obviously Xabi Alonso is smack bang at the top of that list. He is the hot favourite. He's at 2.26. Um, obviously, the club that he's at the minute, Leverkusen, they've told Alonso, you know, privately and publicly, you know, they're not going to stand in his way if he decides to join a, an elite club in Europe. There is no buyout clause in his contract. I know that. And his plan's always been the same. You know, if it went well with Leverkusen, he'd always kind of look at either Real Madrid or Liverpool as the next big step. Um, elsewhere in the market, there is uh, Kieran McKenna. He's in second place. Um, Thomas Frank in third. Um, obviously, Kieran McKenna, a, an amazing run with Ipswich. But obviously, I work with Thomas Frank a lot. Um, I know it would take a lot to prize him away from that real family tight unit at Brentford. I think he does feel like there's a real project still to happen there. I think they could they think they could get into Europe at some point. But I would just say if this season continues to go badly for Brentford and Ivan Tony leaves at the end of the season, maybe we'd finally see a shift in Thomas Frank's attitude towards things. But I also think De Zerbe's probably probably not in there. But I know in the Liverpool camp, um, they really admire Thomas Frank in terms of what he's done on a small budget. But 
again, as I said, Zabi Alonso smack bang at the top. Freddie, it didn't really seem to move the sort of the odds for the title too much, but Liverpool are currently second favourite at 3.5. Do you think Klopp leaving will sort of really spur them onto this or do you think really City are going to just ease away? Yeah, well, it, it could definitely provide some extra motivation, couldn't it? And I think we, we saw that in the Chelsea game, them thumping them 4-1. Liverpool looked incredible and they look like they they genuinely will put in a good uh, title race against Man City. But if we actually look historically of these kind of long managers that have had big careers at clubs, Fergie in 1999 said he was going to retire in 2002 and the Man U team dropped. He cancelled that, ended up staying for another 10, 11 years. But Wenger did it as well. He, he announced it early doors and you wanted to see a boost from the Arsenal players, didn't really see it. So we'll see if Klopp can change that trend. I think if anyone can, he probably can. He seems like a motivator. So maybe, maybe it does boost Liverpool and they do push on for that title. But I think, yeah, we'll, we'll find out a lot more on, on Sunday when they, when they play Arsenal. Izzy, we're in such an interesting position because these two have sort of played each other twice really recently. Um, when they played the Emirates in the Cup, it was 2-0 for Liverpool. You can get that price at 19 at the moment. Is that tempting? Look, that result is massively tempting. When you look at, I just had to do a, do a bit of homework on it. When you look at the head-to-head record, um, that result really caught my eye. That Liverpool 2-0 over Arsenal was cropped up three times in the recent last six meetings between them across all competitions. Um, also, you look at Liverpool, they're well in a well in um, a shout of keeping a clean sheet. Um you know, they've got the best defensive record in the league, just 18 goals conceded. Obviously, Arsenal are just behind them on 21, so really strong as well. Um, but that 2-0 result is um, really, really tempting because it is close. It's, it, you have to go back to, I think, about 2021 for a real drubbing. I think it was 4-0 Liverpool um, at the end of 2021. But yeah, that 2-0 result, massively tempting. Freddie, both teams to score is obviously like a really popular bet. Most people love a both teams to score. Yeah. It's hit in the three of their last five games between these two sides, but only in 55% of Arsenal's home games this season. It's priced at 1.55 currently. Is that a bit too short for you? It, it is quite short, but it's an interesting one because as Izzy just mentioned, both defences are top of the league. Mm-hmm. So you've obviously got Liverpool best defence, Arsenal just behind it. But Arsenal do love to give away a cheap goal. <laughs> Even though that defence is very good, they're giving away one and it tends to be pretty cheap. But the key stat here that I saw was that Liverpool have failed to score in exactly 0% of their away games. They've scored in every single away game this season. And Arsenal have only failed to score in one home game against West Ham United. So it's looking like both teams have goals in them. Arsenal, whilst their attack hasn't been as fluid, I think in this game, Liverpool are going to come out at them. And that will give Arsenal the chance to get a goal and Liverpool look like they're in great goal-scoring form scored in every away game so far this year. So, yeah, both teams to score looks like it will come in, and that's probably why it's priced quite short. And Izzy, speaking about goals, looking at the over-under goal market for this one, where do you sort of, where do you fancy, really? Yeah, I think just just kind of repeating what I just said, obviously, you have to go back to it. It was um, that 4-0 back in 2021 for really a real drubbing. Um, As I said, the fixtures have always been pretty close, not particularly high score lines. You're kind of looking at those three two nils in in recent meetings, obviously the 1-1 in December recently. And actually, when I did my my homework on the head-to-heads, the most common result of the matches um, between these two sides 
in, when Arsenal were playing at home is a 1-1. Seven of those matches have ended in that result. So I'd go for, I was looking at the under 2.5 goals, which is a 2.3 on SBK, um, because I was kind of looking at the overs and it was just coming up a little bit short. So that really took my fancy. Freddie, then, we've done goals. Yeah. Cards. <laughs> you love a card bet. I do love a card bet. <laughs> <laughs> the last three, ga- three games between these two sides have averaged 6.6 a game. Talk to us about over-unders. Where, where are you sort of fancying and in particular any players who sort of yeah. stand out? So, I mean, given that average that you've just said, I think you've got to be looking at the individual teams. <laughs> so you, you've got over 2.5 for Liverpool. That's priced at 1.82. I think that's that's a pretty pretty good chance of that happening. And then over 2.5 for Arsenal is at 2.12. So both of those individual ones are, are pretty n- nicely priced and I, I'd be looking at those. But then if we're looking at players, maybe surprisingly, Gabriel Jesus tops the cards for Arsenal and Kai Havertz. They both got five cards this season. So so quite strange ones, but then that gives you a bit of value in the card mm. market. Jesus is at 3.55, Hazard, ha- Havertz is at 3.95. Um, so that those are interesting ones considering they're, they're, they've got a lot of cards this year. But then behind that for Arsenal, I'd be looking at Ben White. He's got the most cards behind Havertz and Jesus for Arsenal. And we know the quality of Liverpool's wingers. They, they're... And Ben White on his day can struggle against the top winger. So, and that's priced at 3.95. So I, I fancy that one with Ben White. And then on the Liverpool side, there's maybe another conversation to be had of what Klopp's going to do with the Conor Bradley Trent mm. situation because he was so good against Chelsea, Conor Bradley, um, and has been since he's come into the team. But Trent has the most cards for, for Liverpool this season. And given his historical form against Martinelli, I think that could be a tough battle for him at the Emirates. So that's priced at 3.35. So I'd be I'd be looking at Trent from a Liverpool perspective as well. Very interesting. And in terms of goal scorers, Izzy, Arsenal's front three, I don't think Freddie will mind me saying this, haven't been quite as fluent as they were last year and they haven't quite been as consistent with their goals. Um, when you look at the goals market just for the home team, like who 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 is it that jumps out to you? Hundred percent, Bukayo Saka to score at any time. <clears throat> it was a nice three point five five on SBK, um, which I was pretty pleased with. To be honest, he's obviously the club's top scorer with ten goals. Obviously, scored what proved to be, I guess, the winning goal against against Nottingham Forest last time out. An incredible. Well, he's picked up his form, and and I think that that game showed it. Um, and. The point I want to make is he's a big game player. He turns up again. He's kind of got this reputation of being a, of playing so well against the big big six. Um, he's scored against all big big six teams in the last I think two seasons. He's, he's scored against them all. Um, so I've really tipped him to to turn up in this one for sure. Freddie, I know you won't want to think about this, but <laughs> for Liverpool, who are you looking at? I mean, Salah's absence is obviously massive, but it really doesn't seem to have slowed them down. So yeah. who, who are you looking at? Well, there's there's a lot to be looking at here, <laughs> but I, I think there's one man that loves the Emirates more than most, and that is Diogo Jota. He's priced at 3.85 to score at any time on SBK, which I think is a good, good price. And he's scored four at the Emirates in, in his visits there. So he's always a pain for Arsenal and, and he's going to have to be someone that they, they really look out for and deal with because he's he's in goal, good goal scoring form as well. He's got four in his last three starts. Um, goal against Chelsea as well and, and looking very dangerous. A little bit of an outsider on, on the goal scoring market for, for Liverpool, I'd say, is Curtis Jones at 8.2. So massive price anytime goal scorer. And he's got three in his last six starts. So I think that's decent coming in from midfield. I think that could be a decent shout as well. So that that those would be my two that I'd be looking at. Very good. And Izzy, looking at the assist market, 
Who's taking your eye on that? I feel like I'm banging the, the Saka drum this week, but it's got to be Saka again. And also Nunes. There's an interesting kind of battle between the two in terms of assists. Um, obviously, in that Liverpool win over Chelsea, Nunes got his 11th assist for Liverpool um, across all competitions. And when you look at it, it's only Saka who has, with 12, who has more um, uh, more assists. So between those two, for sure. I couldn't quite see the odds on, on SBK on that one. But um, yeah, those two names, for sure. Cool. And Freddie, so we've had a big chat about this match. And remember, 25% boost on SPK <laughs> for this one, for your bet builders. Um, where do you think is the best place you can find value for this one? So I've, I've gone for a bit of a rogue one here, rogue yeah. market, but bear with me. So I've gone for the highest scoring half to be the second half at 2.06. So Arsenal in second halves this season are outscoring opponents 28 to 12. So that's a total of 40 goals in the second half compared to 25 goals in first halves. And Liverpool, they're very similar. They're outscoring the opposition in second half, 32 to 8. And then, again, that's a total of 40 goals, but compared to 30 goals in the first half. So both teams are really scoring a lot more goals in the second half than they are in the first. And I think considering this is quite a, a big game for both, it's going to be a bit cagey at the beginning. And first half might be quite slow. Arsenal have looked pretty slow in first half, whether they just kind of stay solid and play the ball in front of Liverpool for ages. I think that's the way it will go. So I think the second half will be when this game really comes to life. And Izzy, the same question to you. Right. I I feel like I'm being kind of bold with it, but also completing a bit of a sack of hat trick. So hear me out. I've gone in for him to, to score first, 8.2, because he's... If, I, it was just in terms of I, I believe he is like the best winger, one of the best wingers in the world right now, has 23 goal contributions this season. Obviously, that's the most between the two sides on the pitch. You know, it's more than stars at the likes of Bayern Munich, Real Madrid and Barcelona. And he's currently averaging a goal involvement every 103 minutes. Also, just more productive than the a lot of the forwards and, and the players on the pitch, I believe. Um, obviously, Nunes, again, that kind of battle just below him on 21 goal contributions, but Saka to score first, for sure. Fair enough. So it's Bakaya Saka loving over I know, there. Yeah. <laughs> the drum. I hope that doesn't come back to mind. <laughs> um, um, and now we're going to move on to our um, other bets for the weekend. Um, just to keep you all aware, there's a free bet builder on SBK for Everton v Spurs, which is the early kickoff on Saturday. And there's also another 25% boost for the blockbuster, blockbuster fixture on Saturday night of Aston Villa v Sheffield United. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that one. <laughs> Izzy, what is the, your best bet of the weekend? Again, I've kind of veered away from the Premier League and even the Championship on this one. I've gone for Leighton Orient to beat Carlisle in League One. That is at 1.69. Um just because I want to give our, our listeners a bit of insight into, you know, some really great bets they can do away from the Premier League, maybe teams they don't know and watch as much, but some really great bets that you can get. Um, Leighton Orient have gone six games without a loss and they've made their home a fortress. It's at home. They haven't even conceded a goal in three of their last home games. You look at Carlisle on the flip side, haven't won on the road in eight games, conceded in all 14 of their away games, um, and actually in all of their last 23 home games, home and away games, they've they've conceded as well. So just looking at their record, I think it's an absolute shoe-in for Leighton Orient to beat Carlisle. But um, yeah, I hope that doesn't come back to bite me as well. And <laughs> <laughs> Freddie for you, mate. Well, maybe me and Izzy should have messaged before this because I've actually got Leighton Orient to beat Carlisle as well at 1.69. Yeah, yeah. So the only thing I'd add to that is just Izzy mentioned that they're unbeaten in the last six and they've 
beaten within that as well, Bolton and Portsmouth, okay. the two top in, yeah. in League One. Uh, and they got clean sheets against both. They destroyed Portsmouth 3-0 and beat Bolton 1-0. So that's very impressive. And Carlisle have the worst away form in the league. <laughs> they're, they're actually bottom of the table. They've got six points from 14 games. So, yeah, I, I agree with Izzy on this one. I think Leighton Orient win. Love that. Um, I've gone for Southampton to beat Rotherham. Um, I'm selecting Southampton a lot at the moment. And <laughs> the form they're in is hard to sort of really argue with. They let me down by only drawing to Watford last week, but I'm back on it this week. They're playing Rotherham, uh, who are bottom of the championship. They've lost 53% of their games this season. And Southampton have actually only managed... Um, they only managed to draw when they played at the start of October. and But this, for me, is a much better Southampton side now. They're really sort of flowing and... I struggle to see a way that they don't they don't sweep Rotherham aside, and that is at one point three five with SBK. Izzy, what is your next best bet for us? So I've gone with Tottenham to beat Everton. I know it could be a bit cagey, but it was that it was at two point four six, um, and just looking, I just went really went with the stats and the head to head on this one. Tottenham of of just to delve into them, Tottenham have scored in all 11 away games this season. And then you look at Everton on the flip side, five games since a win and have not scored a goal in their last three games. Um, in terms of that head-to-head, Spurs lost just one of their last 22 Premier League matches with Everton. So clearly massively dominant in the fixture. Um, um, so yeah, that, that was my, why, my reasoning on that one. Lovely. And Freddie? So I've gone Leicester to beat Stoke at 1.9. Leicester, realistically, we're looking at a Premier League team for next year, aren't we? Mm. They've got the best away tally in the in the league, picking up 32 points from 14 games. Stoke haven't been great at home, actually, which is surprising considering the Stoke we kind of think of, of yeah. the Premier League days. But whilst they're sitting 13th in the table, they're sitting 19th in the home form table. They've only got 16 points from 14 games. So considering Leicester's dominance of the championship this year, I think that's that's a fairly good bet to to back them to go to Stoke and and, and win. And Izzy may love Bakai Saka, but I love Dominic Solanke. <laughs> so I've gone for him to score at 2.24. Um, <laughs> he plays against the Forest defence, which is just the third worst in the league. They're averaging conceding 1.8 goals per game. He scored 12 this season. Um, and I think against that defence, he's going to get a great chance. And... I, I trust him to finish. And it's yeah. not just because he went to school with me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Long shot of the weekend. Izzy, what have you got for us? I've gone for Luton to beat Newcastle at seven. I was front and centre at Kenilworth Road when they absolutely pumped Brighton last time out. 4-0. Um, just in terms of that, their athleticism was incredible. Um, obviously, scoring a goal in about 18 seconds and then getting the next one within so two goals within three minutes um clearly oozing confidence something has just clicked between them I don't know if Newcastle would necessarily have lost sleep over that result because obviously quality side but Newcastle are hampered by injuries obviously Isak is 50-50 whether he'll be able to feature it's touch and go on a lot of their other players Harvey Barnes and things like that and so I just think there could be the makings of a brilliant upset for this one love that Freddie so I've gone Brighton versus Crystal Palace to be a draw at 4.0. So if we go back to 2020, there's been eight fixtures since then between these two. There's been five draws, two Palace wins and one Brighton win. So it's not been a good game for Brighton this. And four of the last five have been draws. So it's uh, the O23 derby tends to be a pretty, pretty close game. And at 4.0, I like those odds considering how historically it's been draws. 
Brighton as well, as Izzy just mentioned, got thumped by Luton 4-0. Mm. And their form in the Premier League, they, their last seven Premier League games, they've had four draws, two losses, one win. I will mention that one win was against Spurs. Um, <laughs> but also, again, a lot of draws. So I'm just seeing a lot of draws here in this game. Even though Brighton going the favourites, considering their form and, and the history in this game, yeah, I think at 4.0, that's that's a good good bet. I like that. Um, I've gone for Wolves to beat Chelsea. Um, I was quite impressed with their performance against West Brom. Obviously, like one of those derbies that was, it was hotly contested. Mm. It could easily have gone quite wrong for them, but I thought they showed their class. They played pretty well, caught... Caught uh, West Brom out on the counter, and I thought it was a pretty professional job. Mm. They've struggled a bit at home. Uh, Chelsea have struggled a bit at home this season, um, and Wolves have struggled a bit away. So, there's sort, admittedly, I'm sort of, they're sort of playing off against each other there. But Wolves beat them two one at Molyneux just on Christmas Eve, and Chelsea, while they have been getting better, I think the loss to Liverpool last night would have sort of really knocked them back a few steps. So. That's why I've gone for that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the SBK Football Podcast. That is all we've got time for for this week. We hope we have given you everything you need ahead of this weekend's action-packed football schedule. If you enjoyed this week's show, then give us a like. And if you think we can improve, then give us some feedback in the comments. Remember that new customers can get £30 in free bets with SBK when you place a first bet of £10. TNC supply, and remember, please gamble responsibly. <laughs> <laughs>